Acts chapter 9 and uh, verse 1. Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth. I heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. Now you understand, he's doing everything he can to destroy Jesus' followers. And this answer that came from heaven. You see, this is the whole problem with the denominational religious world. God has spoken from heaven in his word, and they haven't heard the voice. I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. He was three days without sight. And neither did eat nor drink. And I want to preach tonight on this simple observation. The cracking of shells. The cracking of shells. Would you turn to somebody and, and look at them and give them your biggest smile and say, Boy, we serve a mighty and a great God. A mighty and a great God. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Human beings are an unusual lot in the creative scheme of God's world. We expect certain things out of other creatures that God made. You expect birds to sing because that's what they do. You expect squirrels to gather nuts because that's what they do. You expect elephants to go tromboning their powerful voices, trampling the jungle underbrush under their massive feet because that's what they do. But human beings are a strange lot. And... Uh, and the, and the Bible talks about this, this carnal mind business and, and the, the wickedness potentially of the human heart. And who can know it? Who, who in the world knows what somebody's going to do next? The last couple of years we have seen the most bizarre behavior that, that you can possibly imagine. 
It has left everybody speechless because it has raced outside of the boundary lives of all normalcy and rationality and decency. It's just stepped outside those boundary lines. And we're left shaking our head every time newscasts bring their macabre communications to our ears. And we're shocked again and again and again. And you have to understand that when God created us, he created us with the idea that he would have fellowship with us and he would be able to help and assist us along the way. But we, our ancestors, created a, a separation between God and us. And throughout the lengthy millennia that have followed, there has just been this constant problem of trying to get trying to get back to God. And, and right now, due to the efforts of people like a, maybe the most, one of the most grotesque people that ever breathed air on this planet, back in the 60s, Madeline Murray O'Hare succeeded in taking Bible reading and prayer out of the schools. It did something. It started a trend where precious children Informative years would never hear the index definition of right and wrong and, and all of the teaching that goes along with it. And the fact that there is a supreme being that we will all stand in front of and give account for. They, they never hear that. Uh, many of them will never hear it from their homes, and they're surely not going to hear it, of course, in school. <clears throat> so we have created this terrible vacuum of spiritual uh, awareness in children and and that has been going on for generations until now as you know each generation gets worse and worse when they are without the fingerprints of God on their lives now we have what we have and we can't believe it and of course nobody in the secular world wants to even talk about that but that's the reality of the situation we have removed the spiritual, the spiritual sash from their neck and from their minds. And they no longer have or understand anything about right and wrong. So they just do whatever the flesh tells them to do and the carnal mind dictates to them to do. And it's a, it's a, it's a dangerous world. You've already heard that tonight. It's a dangerous world out there. And, and it's going to get worse. And we are living in the end time. And it's time to get ready to meet the Lord. But it, to, in order to understand where all this came from in the very beginning of God's creative uh, work and, and his, uh, powerful, uh, his, his powerful design of humanity, you must understand that we live in a seed-based creation. Everything comes from seeds. Everything comes from seeds. And uh, uh, what, what we see take place uh, is that uh, we're living now uh, in, a, in the early summertime and spring has just taken place. And, and spring, they say, has sprung. And when spring has sprung, we see the results and the products of the seeds in what we call flowers and fruit and nuts 
and many other living things that emerge from green shafts and green branches and leaves and turn into something either beautiful or delicious or delectable. And, and we are so happy to look around and see landscaped properties with uh, their beautiful geraniums and their begonias and and in the spring, the tulips and, of course, the roses and the beautiful shrubs and the trees and the decorative uh, flora that surrounds us. And, and we look at that and we think, isn't that fantastic? Beautiful. And it does. It, it's, it's a music to the eye. It's a sweet savor to the understanding to see that God put something beautiful in our life and on our world. And so we do that. But uh, the seed has a certain journey that it takes. And it has a beginning point. And, uh, you know, you don't think much of a bag of seed. Uh, unless you have a big uh, bare spot in your lawn. And you throw a little bit of rye down. Or Kentucky blue. Or whatever it is that you're throwing down. And uh, you don't think much of seed. Uh, and, and, of course, you don't give much thought to it. That uh, what you ate on your table came from seeds also and what you wear on your back came from seeds also and everything come from seeds and you yourself came from a seed look at somebody and say I'm a big seed now <laughs> that's the way it is that's life we don't think much about seeds but, but in that Truism is the very essence of, of, of what uh, earthly life and spiritual life is all about. And so what, what, what takes place here uh, is that uh, uh, this man, uh, this man that we're talking about, uh, Saul of Tarsus, uh, was a, 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 you know, he, he was a, a, actually a monster that had been unleashed against the Christian cause. And he was a serial murderer. He was a serial murderer. And, uh, and uh, un unlike some members of the created world, uh, these people were helpless before uh, Saul. And, and, and of course, if you look into the world of nature, you'll find little creatures that have shells over them. And uh, they were born with these shells. And uh, you, you can talk about, uh, for instance, you can talk about the turtle. The turtle has a shell. You can talk about the oyster in the deep blue sea. You can talk about the armadillo. And, and you can talk about these things that have shells. But these, these uh, poor Christians had no defense against this man. They would come storming into their villages with their horses snorting and, and the, the steam coming from their nostrils and their clopping hooves thudding with a dangerous clopping of rhythm to the certain death of those people. And out would come the swords and the daggers. Down would go the Christians in blood. We're seeing some of that in the Middle East right now. It's a barbaric kind of thing. And, and this man, a religious man, was doing it. And, and when, let me tell you something. When the devil gets into religion, friend, it becomes wicked. 
They don't care about people's souls. They don't even know there are souls in humanity. It becomes a business and a merchandising of the gospel. Thank God for a church that's filled with the sweetness of mercy and the loving lullabies of compassion that are sung in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the, the, the story of, of the seed is, is incredible in its beginning. And, and so uh, what happens is that there is a cracking and there is a breaking and there is a rupturing of this hull of the seed. And it's caused by the rain and the snow and the sunshine and the nutrients in the soil. And when it's dropped into the soil. In fact, if you tell a child to drop seed on the ground and, and he'll have a little green bean patch and you forget to tell him to take it outside into a tilled over little garden spot and he drops it in the carpet on the living room not understanding what you said nothing will happen and that's what a lot of people in religion are doing they're dropping the seed on inanimate dead surfaces and nothing is coming out there has to be the enriching and the influence that God set into motion. When you come into this house, there has to be a soil in you that has a desire for God. And you have to come into the sunshine of his glorious presence and love. And the rain of the Spirit of God has to fall and flow. And what happens is that that hardened hull starts showing little lines and, and little cracks in it. And, and, and whether you know it or not, that may not mean anything to you, but it means something to your dinner table because that's where the tomato is going to come from that you put on your BLT. That cracking. And, and I've, even, I've even looked down in the soil of my gardens and watch little tiny green sprigs coming up from inside of those seed holes. And here it comes. That's life that's inside of that seed. Hallelujah. This book is a seed of life. Hallelujah. A sower went forth to sow. And he broadcasted it everywhere. Hallelujah. And the seed went out. Every time the word of God is preached in this church, seed is going out on the soil. And new life is beginning. The phrase tree of life is a good name for this church because that seed is going out. And, and the life that comes from the tree, hallelujah, was originated with the seed. And we are enjoying the fruit of the spirit that comes from that beautiful spiritual growth inside of people. Hallelujah. And so what happens is this cracking is critical to life. 
Life cannot come forth unless the seed cracks and opens up. It, it, it will not happen. It just won't happen. Hallelujah. In fact, uh, every one of us are here uh, today because uh, the, the, the seed united uh, with the egg and the ovum. And there was this life uh, that took place and began to come forth. You were just a little blob of life uh, a few weeks into your life, you, you were just a, a little something that 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 looked like uh, some leftover jelly or something. That that's all we were. And look at you today. Look at you, beautiful, beautiful, handsome, nice looking people. Look at you. Look at you with your arms and your head and your legs and your brain. Look at you. You are the product. Of the seed of life. It's all about seeds. It's all about the cracking of the seed. It's about the opening up of the seed. And so it has to happen. And so what happens was this, this man Saul of Tarsus is doing this. And uh, God tried to speak to him through different people. It didn't work. He was on a hell bent mission to wipe out every Christian he could. And, uh, and so he's on the road to Damascus. A plan has been put into place for another massacre, only this time it wouldn't happen. There was a brilliant light that shone from heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It knocked Saul of Tarsus down. And when he came down off that horse, he would have had to have struck his head very hard. And there is a shell around your brain called a skull. And your parents have told you at one time or another how hard it was. And maybe your spouse told you that too. I can't get anything into your hard head. You are the hardest headed stiff neck thing I have ever seen. Why don't you shut up and laugh? And on and on and on. But it's because that, that thickness of that skull is a hull. And, and it's, it holds vitality. Because inside of it is the thought process of human beings. That may be a doctor or a lawyer. Or some kind of an engineer. Or some kind of talented artist. Or some kind of a great uh, mind that's getting ready to flourish uh, in the very trades of the marketplace of men. Hallelujah. But, but in this case, he hit his head hard and it hit so hard that it blinded him. And it completely knocked him silly. In fact, I believe Saul was very traumatized and, and, and he's laying there in that dust and and this man's used to commanding all kinds of soldiers. He's a powerful individual. He is a wanton warrior at the time. And he is ready to do battle against these Christians. And this light has slammed him down. When God body slams you, friend, you'll know it. Bam. He must have sensed it was a God thing, a divine thing, because who, who art thou, Lord? And this voice comes thundering back. I am Jesus. Notice he put the I am in front of the Jesus, which emphasizes and confirms the presence of the Jehovah condensation in his name. I am Jesus. I am that I am. I am Jesus. 
whom thou persecutest. You are a crazed lunatic, sir. You are destroying my people, and I am stopping you right here. That's why no matter how hard the neighbors screamed and how loud they got, they weren't going to stop the forward progress of this church. This church is designed to be a soul-saving station in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, and the devils of hell and every kind of an opposition and every atheistic agnostic voice is not going to stop the forward progress of the church of the living God. So what happened was this man, of course, as you know, turned into somebody that we read almost every day or quote every day or think about every day. If you're going to in increase your spiritual walk with God, if you're going to grow in the grace and knowledge, you read the, the Pauline epistles. You read the instructions to the church. Instead of being a church killer, he turned into a church grower. He, he, he put the garden of spiritual growth in motion in the apostolic church. Hallelujah. And he planted seeds all over the place. And churches came forth and pastors and preachers came forth. And he taught them and educated them and developed them. Because God took this man, slammed him into the ground, broke his carnal animosity against God, opened his eyes to the revelation of of who he really is. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm talking about powerful. I'm talking about very demonstrative works of God. There are people here tonight. You, you had no thought of ever coming to a church like this one day. But God put you in a position where he cracked open your thinking. Hallelujah. He absolutely caused your carnal mind to fall and splinter apart. And when he did, that sunlight came down to the inner desire of what you really were on the inside. And new life came germinating out of the soul of your existence. And your soul brought you on in to the banqueting table and into the presence of God. He put shouting in your shoes, clapping in your hands, singing in your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is in your heart. God performed that. I'm talking about a seed-based life platform. We are products of it. I want you to think about this. The paper in your Bibles came from a tree. Turned it into pulp. Seed broke apart. The tree came up, a little sprig at first, and then it came up the tree trunk. And then later on it got bigger and, and it finally got big enough to, to where they could harvest the wood. 
turned into pulp and, and, and this seed material that's bound between this leather talks about the seed from which it came and the pattern of that uh, so that you could understand that if God can crack open your hard shell uh, opposition against him and his work and his cause uh, everything uh, turns around for glory and beauty and magnificent joy in your life. Brother Thomas and I have been talking about his upbringing. He was brought up by Baptist. They're still Baptist. He's working on them. And we were talking the other day about why they call them hard shell Baptist. There's a reason they're called hard shell Baptist. Because they can watch the Holy Ghost work and still resist it. They're like Saul of Tarsus. They see miracles happen. They still resist it. But you haven't met yet the shell cracker. Hallelujah. God is in the shell cracking business, friend. And he can shatter those shells and bring forth life like you can't imagine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. I'm talking about people tonight. God bless you. This is a wonderful church. God has visited you with visitations of the Holy Ghost from high. He has opened the windows above you and poured out blessings. You can't even contain what he's doing. And he will continue to do it. But some of you are sitting by and watching it happen because you've developed a pattern of hardness since you were saved years ago. And you have not, you have not repeated that great, fantastic process of new life in you. You see, when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, you got to let him keep refilling you. I said, you got to let it keep refilling you. You got to let the rain still fall. You got to let the sunshine still shine because that carnal mind will harden again and start resisting God. There shouldn't be anybody in this church tonight with your arms folded or just sitting around patty caking lightly for Jesus. This should be a one God apostolic tongue talking, rug ripping, shouting, glorifying, Satan hating. God believing in miracles. Church. See, the human dignity speaks to us all. Everybody has a little sense of dignity. That's how you survive. Nothing wrong with that within itself unless it stops the move of the Spirit of God in your life. And so we get in, we get in our little church outfits and we come to church and, and, and some people just, they just kind of want to look churchy, but you don't want to get into the active motion of worship. You see, church is not about buildings and, and, and signs and this is what we are and we are of God. In fact, the Bible says, beware of them that boast of such things. In the last days, they will say, I am of Christ. Hallelujah. I am Christ. Don't listen to that. It's wrong. But church is about worship. It's a place of contact. It's a place where shells are cracked open. Hallelujah. I'm looking at some people today. You haven't shouted for a long time. And you need to let God take a hold of your life. Break you back open. And let that new life pour out. 
Don't you dare be afraid to lift your hands in the sanctuary. Don't you dare be afraid to dance before the Lord. Don't you dare be afraid to give honor and glory to him who is worthy. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, when the presence of the Lord begins to move, something happens down underneath the surface. Hallelujah. God begins to move in the soil of desire of the souls of the people that are gathered together. And that water that falls from heaven, it gets in the soil too. And that water flows into your soul. Hallelujah. And you feel the Holy Ghost start moving you to do certain things. But some people do what Paul warned about. You quench the Spirit. I'm telling you. You also should be so glad I'm here today because uh, I came here to show you how nice I dress. And I came to show you just uh, uh, how educated I am. And, and uh, you don't know what you're dealing with when you've got me on your hands, folks. I, I'm, I'm here and, and, and just uh, take a look at me. That spirit is of the devil. Hallelujah. If God has blessed you with many things, give him the praise and the thanksgiving. And be grateful for what God has done. That's why it says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And then into his course with praise. That's when that carnal mind starts cracking. And that shell starts cracking. And that brand new life starts moving up to God. Who is the source of life. Hallelujah. You see, there's people here right now. God bless your heart. You're, you're resisting what I'm talking about because, because you are wrapped up in your shell. And, and, and I've got news for you. The whole resurrection is based on getting rid of the carnal body. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I know there are people in this world, and maybe there's a few people here tonight. I hope not. That you stand in front of a mirror and you repeat what your mother told you. How gorgeous you are. And, and then you spend, you spend all kinds of money on, on all kinds of stuff to treat your face and, and, and treat your this and treat that. And, and you want to look so beautiful. And you're dressing up a body that's going to die in the not too distant future. Or it's going to get blown up by Putin or his successor's nuclear weapons. That's coming, ladies and gentlemen. You can't get away from it. Prophecy has taken its independent direction in the affairs of the world. And no head of any country can stop it. And no army can stop it. Because God is the commander in chief of all the forces of heaven and in earth. All power in heaven and in earth belongs unto me. He's got this world in his hands. This world is not my home. 
home. I'm just a passing through. Here we have no continuing city. Hallelujah. My home is over there and it's the home of my soul. That's why my soul worshiping here now, right at this point, is getting me ready for my soul exploding to worship on the other side in the heavens with the God, our Savior and our giver of life that we will dwell with eternally. That, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And so when I stand here to tell you tonight, when I stand here to tell you that the Bible says that when the trumpet sounds, this mortal shall put on immortality. That's seed transition. No more little odd human. But something's coming out of that human. God's going to get rid of this body at the sound of the trumpet. We shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Let me tell you something. You're going to feel fire running up and down your flesh. It's going to go inside. This is not from some x-ray. This is not from some laser beam. This is the resurrection fire of the Holy Ghost. That if you have it, uh, it's going to set your body on fire and glorify it. It's going to crystallize. Hallelujah. It's a sweet burning sensation. Your hands are going to disappear. Your arms are going to disappear. You're going to go straight up at the sound of the trumpet and the sound and the shout and the voice of God. You shall be raised incorruptible to meet him in the air. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's going to get rid of your seed body and your carnal body by transitioning it into glory. Whoo, hallelujah. Oh, Saul of Tarsus, uh, uh, you, you, you met your match. God finished you off. He stopped your career. It's over with. And, and every time you read that story in the Bible, that's about you and your resistance to God. And you're not wanting to be a part of the kingdom of God. But he's got his call on you. He saw you when you were born. That's why you're here tonight. That's why you're at the tree of life. He saw you years ago when you were born and said, that child, that baby is going to worship me someday. Maybe not at first, but I'm going to set up all the connections. I'm going to take the dots and put them together. I'm going to let him or her run into the people that someday will take them to an apostolic time and a place where my spirit will have free reign with them. Mm. Glory. Glory, glory, hallelujah. As our musicians come tonight, woo! Ta 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 la bashandaya. 
I hear the shells cracking. I hear the shells cracking. A few weeks ago, Brother Gary Ellis and Sister Ellis from Clarksville, Tennessee visited this church. We were just with them. And on a Sunday morning, we were preaching a service similar to this. The outreach director of that church had been talking to a man in his 60s for eight years trying to get him to come to church. <laughs> he, just, he just didn't see it. You see, that shell is very hard. Mm. Suddenly, with that warning, he shows up that Sunday morning. Friend, he walked in to an apostolic happening. The Holy Ghost hit him during the preaching. And he started shaking under the power of God. Never been an apostolic church in his life. They prayed with him. He repented before God that morning. And a few moments later, they baptized in Jesus' name, him in water. He came out of that water praising God. And the Holy Ghost fell on that man for eight years. It took for that shell to begin showing signs of wear and cracking. Woo! Hallelujah! I said, I said, I said that we shall be changed. We'll be changed from this mortal to immortality in the twinkling of an eye. Don't you know that we shall be changed? My, we shall be changed. Immortality oh, in the twinkling of an eye. Well, I'm singing, we shall be changed. Oh, we shall be changed. Oh, to immortality oh, in the twinkling of an eye. I want to see the apostolic Pentecostal worshipers. I want to see how you worship. The way you did when God first filled you with the Holy Ghost. I want to see that life. That change life. That transition life. Come out of that shell. I want to see what you did when God first filled you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Well, you don't know what I've been through. Oh, I can introduce you to people who've been through 20 times more than you have. But they got their victory and their power from God when he let them break that shell. They let him break the shell. Release the glory that is within you. You need to step out from where you're at, man. Sir, let God touch you. 
in that shell. Hallelujah. Let some of that hardness begin to rupture. Let the tenderness, the sweet spring of life within you come out. It's called worship. It's called worship. That's it. Step out from where you're at. That's it. Let God take over right now. Hallelujah. Follow your desire into his presence. Follow your heart into the warmth of his spiritual love for you. And immortality in the twinkling of an eye. I'm telling you, we shall be changed. Well, we shall be changed. We'll be changed. From this portal to immortality, oh, in the twinkling of an eye, I'm singing, we shall be changed. Don't you know, change from this portal to immortality. Now we're going to keep on singing this song. God's moving in this house. But some of you came in here needing victory, and God's trying to give it to you. This is something that we're going to be doing forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Worship never changes. You can go back to the beginning of time. And you'll see Abel offering unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Or you can, you can, you can peek into the eternities. And you'll see 10,000 times 10,000. And thousands of thousands around the throne. Saying worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worship never changes. You're living in a changing world. There's stuff shaking, rocking to and fro all around you. But tonight... We're sitting together in heavenly places. I want somebody to step out of your seat on a Wednesday night. And I want you to praise God like he's a good God. I want you to praise God like he's a mighty God. Go ahead and praise God like he's a mighty God. 
like he's on the throne. Praise God, like he's a healer, like he's a redeemer. prophetic praise I want you to give God a prophetic praise I want you to praise him hallelujah like you just got a text message that said everything just shifted Woo! I want you my God go ahead and dance dance like you just won the victory shout like you just won the battle Sound like the prodigal just came home. Yeah, Before that, she was on a walker. But tonight, she's grateful for what the Lord has done. I wonder if we got any grateful folks in the house of God tonight. I wonder if we got anybody who'll say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we shall be changed. We'll be changed from this mortal to immortality. 
between oh, you and That's it. Let the Holy Ghost fall on you right now. Let the Holy Ghost fall on you. to give God praise. You know how much death the devil spoke over this world, but here we stand with hands uplifted. If God healed you from COVID, you ought to shout out a praise unto God. He said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. We've got healing power in the name of Jesus Yes, we shall 
Somebody praise God with me for Brother Brandon Jordan's healing right now. Come on, somebody praise God with me for Brother Brandon Jordan's healing. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I give you all praise. Shell open right now. 